0: We are back. Glad you're with us. We did uh, Ephesians chapter 1, 1 through 14 last week. So we're going to finish Ephesians 1 and get as far through Ephesians 2 as we can. All right. We have to rush because we're trying to get through the entire New Testament in the order it was written. So here we go. For this reason, he says, as he starts in verse 15, which means read back ahead. And we talked about those last week. Jesus is a deposit or the Holy Spirit is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of things, um, all of these things that are God's possession. So <clears throat> it's, it's all good news. And he keeps giving good news here. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all people, I've not stopped giving thanks for you through remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you might know him better. Just very quickly. Uh, wisdom is not knowledge. Knowledge is facts and figures. Uh, it's, it's the raw data of the world. Wisdom is in how you apply it. So he's asking them to apply their salvation where they are, with what they have, with whoever is there. Learn the wisdom of actually acting out Jesus, wherever you are. <clears throat> what, a, what a challenge. But think of the freedom that gives us. We're able to look around, and as Peter calls us priest, we're able to look around and find somebody who needs some priestly help and help them. It's, it's just great. And then revelation, more and more books are going to be written, but also the heart has to have some revelation from the spirit. I pray that your eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. And his incomparably great power for us who believe. Remember, go back over here. He's already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So now he's given us great power. Do you feel powerful? Ah. Well, he's going to explain what kind of power it is. The, what is it? There we go. His, incompar- his incomparably great power for those of us who believe the power is the same as the mighty strength He exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority, power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way wow so what kind of power i told you I'd get back to that you have the same power in you resident and promised that uh, present and future that was used to raise christ from the dead and to set him above all other names authorities and powers in the universe and to make the church his body the power to raise the dead to adopt all of us to blow him past all layers of power to the very top. That's the power God has given us. Which means I don't need to be afraid of Fred who lives two doors down, or Veronica who lives next in the next neighborhood. I don't have to be afraid of my boss. I don't have to be afraid, you're getting the point, of the kids on the bus. Because you, you've you got power. Now, the world may not see the power. When they crucified Jesus, they thought they had the power. They could not have been more wrong. And so when they mistreat you, they may feel like, ha-ha, that's proof we have more power than you and we're better than you. No, it doesn't. You have a power. But that power also gives you something else, and that is if you know that you're headed for heaven. If you know that you've already got all spiritual blessings in Christ. And if you know that you will be lifted up above all these other powers, it gives you a confidence in living and a peace in dying there. It it always bothered me. It was a brilliant show. 24. Uh, Just if you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's out there streaming somewhere. Uh, but it always amazed me, you know, here in the nuclear codes, the terrorist says, hand them over to me or I will shoot your kid, Or I will shoot you. And the people cry, okay, here you go. So they, they give them the power to kill tens of millions to save their life for the life of their child. That never made any sense to me. Of course, I've never been put in that position. Uh, but never made any sense why would you want to live that much that you would trade tens of millions of lives for yours there are people like that we call them psychopaths sometimes you call them politicians but psychopaths wouldn't mind trading 10 million of your lives for theirs but we're not psychopaths we are people of christ with every blessing already given so we don't have to be walking around fearful and Christ, by the way, is head over all things to the church. Not me. Not you. Not a group of men that meet in a small room. No. Christ is the head. We are his sheep. His people. It's good to remember that. Ever so often? Chapter 2. And again, wish there weren't chapter breaks, but we have them. As for you, who were dead in your transgressions and sins. Very briefly the word death is a complex word, uh, especially during this time. Some of you who watch the princess pride, I'm doing old shows and movies, aren't I? Um, years and years ago, what is it? 30, 35 years now. Uh, they did mostly "dead," you know, and that was a comedic thing, but here it meant dead as in dead hearted. Uh, but it mainly meant separation. Like Adam and Eve began to die the day they ate the fruit. They were separated from God. That separation began then. If we sin against God, we separate from him. We we are dead in our transgressions and our sins. He says, in which you used to live, when you followed the ways of this world, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who's now at work in those who are disobedient. Well, there's just too much here to rush past, isn't there? what is he talking about well he's talking about satan the, the universe is a big place and not everything and everybody out there likes us we've followed the ways of the world not realizing what we were doing was putting ourselves in our enemies hands the word world quickly jesus says love uh love not the world neither the things that are in the world that doesn't mean you can't love peonies and bunnies and sunsets, and he wasn't using place term. He was using a time system word, eos. Using terra changes everything. When we start doing things the way the world does things, and Christians, on the left and on the right, I've seen your post, I've gotten your emails, I've heard your podcast we often descend to the gutter and then claim we're doing it for Jesus. No, we don't fight the way the world fights. We don't judge the way the world judges. In fact, try to find a place where I hopped on anybody's Facebook timeline um, on their Instagram on Twitter and took a shot At them saying, or it said, I disagree with what you just posted. No, it's not my job. Not my job. Not yours either. Let us not do worldly systems and expect to get heavenly results. All right. That said, all of us, verse three, also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh. The um, flesh here. And it, it's a it's an interesting term and the niv does not help us on this it in this place it means more like instincts see food eat food see opportunity for sex have sex have an opportunity rob rob that's what the flesh is and being driven by your desires and sometimes that's subtle and sometimes it isn't only you can tell about yourself like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ. This is past tense. God raised us up with Christ. And, oh, there's more seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. We're already saved. We're already up there. We are living in a now and a then reality. Every time I am around physics, people and they're talking about time as a construct, I just smile because it really is. We just assume this has to happen. Then another thing happens. Then another thing happens. Without understanding, the universe is bigger than that. And God said, yeah, you're down there, but you're already up here, too. That's pretty cool. Past tense. See, paying attention in English class would have, would have really helped a lot of us to think. In order that it, in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed to us in his kindness in Christ Jesus. Did you catch it? We have been seated in heavenly places so that future generations can know about the love and kindness of Christ. So with that assurance, we are free now to speak, serve, love, sacrifice, give. We're free to do without because we already have. And people then seeing us will see Jesus. And of course, that's a game changer at every level last verse here, last two uh, in that paragraph, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We were created to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. He set this entire system up so that the system reacts to good works and that we are prepared to do good works. That's what makes things work. I mean, as human beings, we are incredibly foolish. We'll tell people don't drink and drive, and yet bars have parking lots and stores sell cold beer. We will say, you know, marriage is, is, is fine and you raise your children, but then divorces, then Uh, And I know a lot of you have gone through this, and it's not your fault. And those, when it was your fault, you've repented. We're not beating you up. As Paul put it, we're all there. We were all there. And Christ took us from there to there. It's already happened, so go do good works. When our Safe Harbor Church uh, took a suggestion from one of our uh, 12-year-old members to gather new or as new winter gear for the poor, we sent it out on a Sunday morning and let other people know about it. It was astounding how many of you, whether it was just one coat that you had and you took it over to a local charity or whether it was like us, it was a truckload full. Uh, in fact, two truckloads full, by the time we got done everything, or if it was Spokane where they're still giving them, uh, we keep hearing these stories. Yay. That's exactly why Christ created us, is to do good works. So let's go do them. And we can do them because the barriers are down. The barriers in Paul's time were Jew and Gentile. He could have picked other barriers. You know, Romans and uh, non-citizens. But he's trying to help the Jesus people come together here. Remember... Formerly, that you that were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hand, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenant of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ." you're in jews haven't been kicked out but you're in we're all brothers and sisters now by the blood of christ and it's just a it's amazing now we we've always been foreigners my dad told me years ago because he knew i was going to travel and be on my own, and left early he said whenever you get over there wherever there is Don't fall in love with a local girl because wherever if you marry somebody from another country, one of you will always not be home. There is, there's some wisdom in there. Then you can, Cammie will always long for the mountains of Colorado. I'll always long for the islands of Scotland. And yet we've done all right for ourselves, but I get to growing up. We moved all the time. So I know the concept of being a foreigner. You're a foreigner. If you go from, let's say, Southern Indiana in the seventh grade to Los Angeles in the eighth grade, you're the foreigner. You're going to feel like you've landed on a strange planet and they're going to think an alien has landed on theirs. So it doesn't have to cross national lines. Just be aware. Okay. We used to be a foreigner like that with Christ. We're not now. I might feel out of place where I am, but I'm in place with him. I'm at home already. He himself is our peace, who has made the two groups, Jew and Gentile, one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. Now, here's where I get into a lot of trouble with people I really love. Uh, Great scholars, too, by the way. And they may very well be right. But whenever I read the Sermon on the Mount and I see Jesus saying five times right off the bat, you've heard it written, but I say. To me, that just screams God saying, we're fulfilling the Old Testament, and now we're bringing you a new way of thinking about life and law. The, um, the friends of mine that I mentioned, <clears throat> sorry, getting all dried up here. Um, they like to say, no, 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 he wasn't removing the old law. He was just showing what the old law really meant to say. Well, to me, that's problematic on many levels. And then you come here and he sets aside the laws and the commands in order to bring people together. You might have a law or a command that didn't come directly from Jesus. It came from some people that spoke for him, maybe, in your church or in a book you read. And slowly that has become a law in your life. And that allows you to to separate from others who don't have that law, that wall. Don't do that. Jesus came to pull those down. It's sometimes it's all right to say, you know, that's what they do and that's okay, but we don't do that. And here's why, you know, just to then make your explanation, but do so making sure that you never exclude the other. We invite in the other. We love the other. It's what the gospels are all about. So in one body, He reconciles both of them to God through the cross, through which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. Peace to the Gentiles, peace to the Jews. Calm down, hug it out. You're one family now. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. We all have the same Father. Children don't get to decide. Who else is in the family? I'm really glad about that because I had three older sisters and I'm pretty sure the vote would not have gone my way. But God's vote has, and you're already one of His. So treat everybody else with respect, kindness, love. Consequently, He says, and this is going to be a shorter than usual lesson, but we don't want to rush through. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Oh, so much. And again, while you may not be at home in this world, you are a foreigner and a stranger to the world. You are at home with God. And Paul here says, listen, we know. You know. Other people have gone before us, the apostles, the prophets. We know they have built this thing, and our job is to continue to build it. But it's also nice to remember, as Paul says, we are being built. We are being changed. That You two are being built together together. God did not save individuals. Oh, it's absolutely true that if an individual reads the scripture, comes to faith in Christ, wishes to be baptized, is baptized, that individual is saved. That's not what I'm saying. He did not save us to be individuals only. We're part of a community. Some of you who watch these are very isolated. And so this has become your community. And I'm so happy that you're there and that we're here for you. Contributions have been wonderful and allowing us to continue this work. And uh, thank you. Here's what I'm saying. You may feel isolated, but you are still in community. You're still being built together with the community, like those who joined us in in helping the poor and the cold. And we don't just do that one time. We are going to have special Sundays celebrating different charitable works. And we suggested you find a way to celebrate there. We'll talk more about that another time. But you are being built. It's not done yet. It's all right. You're not finished yet. But you are saved. You're not complete and perfect. But you are saved. You will struggle and feel like a foreigner who has no power in the world. But you got all the power. And you are saved sometimes we just need to re- remember that don't we we need to keep it in our minds now last thing before i let you move on briefly mentioned in january we're celebrating one generation away there at the sound stage for all of the hard work they do uh, for the poor and it's amazing very lean machine too if you give a dollar there it goes to the work it it, it isn't frittered with at all it doesn't fall into many pockets the same with grace works we hope to do a a, a february celebration of grace works uh, amazing now what if you however are in gillette wyoming or you're in st john's florida you you won't be at the sound stage for these what we're going to encourage you to do is to find a way to celebrate and support the people who do good in your community. Even as an individual, a thank you card, if nothing else. Doesn't even have to be a gift card inside, just a thank you card. Those go a long way. Or you might go and, when we do our celebration, you're going to work an extra day that week at that charitable work, that ministry. Join us in this so we can all be built up together as a community. And then share your stories. We love the stories. Send them to me at patrick at rsafeharbor.com. And if you let us, we'll even share some. All right? Have a very blessed week. I hope that you are safe. I hope that you are warm. But know this. You are saved. You are loved. And you're already there.